I want to give a, a huge shout out to Overseas Fits. Also, for the best gear, go shop at OverseasFits.shop. Once again, go to OverseasFits.shop. Have you ever tried Delta 8 THC? It's a legal form of THC that has all the positives of regular THC without the anxiety and paranoia that some people may feel with regular THC. Scott Delta 8 products are extracted and made in Morgantown, West Virginia. Scott was started by WVU graduates and led by Dr. Michael Shimko, who has his PhD in pharmaceutical sciences. Dr. Shimko and his team noticed the lack of high quality products on the market. That's why every batch of Scott products are third party tested and every test is posted directly to their website to show full transparency. These products are intended for those having trouble with sleep, pain, and can also be used recreationally. Scott offers 10 different flavor vape carts, powerful gummies, and delicious flavored ingestible oils. Go to skydd8.com and use code TRUCK25 for 25% off your first order of Scott products. You can also follow them on Instagram at skydd8. That's truck 25 for 25% off to get Scott high. Live from Morgantown, West Virginia, home of the Mountaineers. Brought to you by the Voice of Motown at voiceofmotown.com. It's the Truck Bryant Show. When you tap into the hottest basketball podcast on the planet, your energy better be unmatched. If it's not, you'll be clipped to L.A. Not L.A. Clippers, not L.A. Lakers, L.A. Clipheem. We're not doing that, gangsta. The energy in here is always unmatched. So listen up and take notes because homework is due tomorrow at noon. Here's your host, Mr. Unmatched himself, Truck Bryant. It is Truck Bryant, a.k.a. Mr. Unmatched. And we back with another episode to start August off right. New month, new episode. And this one is a great one because I got the, the Baltimore legend, Will Barton, tapping in. Ow, Will Barton is here. What's up? What's up? Thrill. What's good? Well, the thrill is here. My God, truck. What it do, baby? What's good, gangster? What it look like? Ain't nothing over here. Getting ready to check out a little bit of this draft. I know that. Look, look, you checking out the draft. Look, you already been drafted. That's so tough. Look, I, I'm going to tell you what I said earlier, right? I said, look, because I know all these reporters that be talking to y'all. Like they don't, they don't hoop, they don't do nothing. Like that, that's what get me so tight. Like, how, how are you so credible, bro? You don't do nothing, bro. I don't want you to speak on that, but I'm just saying for me, you feel me? Yeah. At least I hoop, like at a very high level. Worked out for NBA teams, everything. Like I, I could talk. That's a fact. You feel me? Like, but throw. We're gonna jump right into it because I know. Look, you trying to watch the draft. I'm trying to watch the draft. We're gonna jump right into this gangster. Look, you a top recruit coming out of college, like big time recruit. Everybody know Will Barton, Baltimore's own trenches. Why Memphis? Um, the crazy thing is, 
I really was supposed to go to Kentucky with Coach Cal. I had gave him my word. I ain't officially commit yet because I was waiting to go down there to go on. Uh, I was going to go to the elite camp and just uh, make it official and commit. But right before I could I could go down there to go to the camp because I already told my mom, I was like, this is where I want to go. She was like, cool, but just visit the school first. So before I could visit the school, um, I had went to uh, Memphis first because the uh, the assistant coach there, he at first started recruiting. I mean, he was like the first D1, high D1 coach to, um, to recruit me. And it was crazy because he was at Kentucky first. He was at Kentucky okay. first. When Coach, when Coach Cal was at Memphis. So Kentucky and Memphis was always my two top schools. And it was weird because he he got fired. Their staff got fired at Kentucky. And, you know, when he got fired, he let me know. He was like, man, I know you want to play for Coach Cal, so I'm going to probably go mess with the NBA, so go ahead and do your thing. So mm -hmm. right before I was supposed to go, to Kentucky and go to the elite camp, he gets hired at Memphis. And he like, man, listen, I know, you know, you hire on Kentucky, you hire with Coach Cal, but, you know, just come just come check the elite camp out first. You ain't got to make no problems or nothing. Just do that. So I was like, cool, because he was the first coach to recruit me at a, at a high level. So I was like, I at least own that. That's and, a fact. And and he was recruiting my brother also. They was recruiting my brother. So the crazy thing is me me and my brother had never talked about going to the same college before. We never discussed that. Um, he was going to go to the University of Miami. I was going to go to Kentucky. And then my mom started bringing that up. Like, y'all never thought about going to the same school? Oh, for sure. That's bloodline. And then when she said that, we really started thinking about it. And it just so happened that Memphis, the new coaching staff, was recruiting both of us. So we went down there, went to the uh, elite camp. We liked it, and crazy, we just we, we wound up committing. It was crazy, like we ain't That's even playing. It just happened in spare the moment. That's tough, though. I know you was hyped. You had your brother with you. That's tough. Look, let me tell you something, because I'm from the trenches too. I'm from the hood too. Look, you've been blessed, bro. Like, cause I know, like, I get my bread playing overseas, and and I and every time, every check, I cherish it, bro. Like, you feel me? You've been blessed to make enough money, right? You from the trenches. That means a lot to us, bro. Just I want I want to know what that means to you. You know what I mean? Just to put your family in a, in, in a different place. Like, you feel me? Man, it, it means everything. Like you said, at the end of the day, where we come from, you know, you can only imagine doing something like this, but not only for yourself, but like you said, to take care of your, your, your uh, family, your closest ones. Like, you know, my mom single parents. She raised me, my brother, and my sister by herself. So for me to make it to the league and become successful in the league and be able to have her not work no more, get her whatever she wants, buy her a new big mansion. I mean that was that that meant the world that meant the world to me. Be able to take care of my brother, make sure he's good. My sister, she got uh six kids, be able to take care of her so she don't need no man. All that is it's just as special as is actually playing in the NBA. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> my man, my, you're the man of the family, brother. For sure.
So that's a that's always a tough task because you, you got to learn when to say yes, learn when to say no. But at the end of the day, like you know what I mean. Listen, don't act like I don't do for y'all, man. I, I do. I do my best. Yeah, I mean that just come with the territory, you know. For you sure. know how I go, so I ain't never really tripping off that, you know. As long as they they main things is taken care of, then you know they, that's all that matters, and they cool that's with most, that. Most important. A a thrill. Look, look. You, you get you get conference player of the year, right? 2012, right? Yep. Conference player of the year. I, I know I know you because I I just know like when you when when you like from where we from, you like, oh yeah, I'm about to you end up going second round. You knew that or or you ain't know that. You was getting drafted. You thought you was going first round or second round. No, I thought I was going first round. I mean all the all the mock drafts at that time when the when the draft was about to happen had me going first round. Um my agents thought I was going first round. All the feedback we was getting from the teams and stuff like that. We was talking to the teams. We thought, I mean, they was pretty much saying first round. Our range was pretty much from like they were saying from sixteen to to like twenty six. So we knew we was going first round. We knew our range was like the back of the first round, basically mid maybe, but nothing further, nothing past the first round. So uh, my hopes was high. My hopes was high. Hey, hey, that's that's tough. But look, you look at it, right? You went second round, right? 40th pick, right? Right. Look at you now. You still in the league, bro. You 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 putting on, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you your flowers now. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't get flowers. I'm gonna give you your flowers now. And that's so tough, gangster. You hear me? Yeah. I mean, we're going on ten years this year. This will be the tenth season. Oh, you got? Oh, you, yeah, yeah. You got that tension? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, we're- <laughs> Uh, work and dedication. Sure. Hey, what 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 was your best moment? What was your best moment in the NBA? So actually, let's do this because you know I like basketball and positivity. What was your worst moment in the NBA? And then tell me your best moment. Uh, my worst moment was just in the beginning. Uh, just not playing. You know, your whole life. You know, being one of the main guys on your team, being the star of the team from rec ball to AU to uh, high school to college, and then going to the NBA and not even playing, it, it, it was tough on my ego, you know, especially being a real young, a young player only going to school for two years. And then, you know, you fresh from being a man on a, on a, on the whole college camp in the whole city to now not even playing. That was like the darkest times, like just not playing. It was tough. You know, I had a lot of confidence. Obviously I wanted to play. I felt like I could contribute, but it just didn't happen. So that I say that was definitely the toughest time for me. And um uh, the best times, man, plenty, plenty different moments, man. Um just different stages in my career. First getting traded to Denver and just having a, a whole new fresh start, being able to play. Um, um I remember the first time I made it in, made it to the playoffs when we was in Portland. Um I got in one of the games against the Spurs. Showed out, had like 17 points, eight rebounds, had a good game, and we won. That was the only game we won in that series. Um, playing against Kobe, that's that was crazy. You know, that's my yeah, idol on the, on the basketball court. So facts, facts. That was that Mamba. Yeah, that was crazy. That's that was crazy right there. Hey, thrill. Damn, you damn. That's gonna be a tenth year. Damn, we getting old, brother. Yeah, I just turned. Yeah, I think 30. you. I think I. I think you two years younger than me. Honestly, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I just turned thirty. 
Oh, yeah. so you're a year you're a year younger than me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Look, look, it's look, it's draft night. It's draft night. You got drafted on this night. What what this mean to you though? Because I know this is a life changing moment. Just tell us a little bit about that since it's draft night. Um looking back at it now, I mean, you know, you you had two different perceptions of draft night. First, you know, when you're dreaming of it and uh and it happens. And then now looking back on it, um, looking back now, I would say, you know, that's just the start. You know, you see a lot of kids these days get drafted and they think they made it and that's it. And everything's just going to, you know, be peaches and curtains from there. But that's actually just the beginning. That's when the work, you really got to put the work in now to, you know, make your name in the lead and, and, and stay in the lead and, and, and make a career out of this. So I would just say, you know, be happy, be ecstatic. It's definitely a once-in-a-lifetime moment, but be ready to put the work in so you can last because you don't want to just get drafted and that be the highlight of your career. You want to put some work in. That's a, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's that's big homie advice right there. Hey, la- last question, right? Who was better than you? And this could be anywhere. This ain't got to be in both. This ain't got to be in both. Who was better than you when you was younger that you would want to play one-on-one right now? It's a lot of it's a lot of people in Baltimore, my dog. So I already know, and it's a lot of people all over the world. But it's a lot of it's a lot of hoopers in Baltimore. Like you know what I mean? And be more. I mean, I it's, I, I don't think even growing up. I mean, growing up, I didn't think no one was better than me. So <laughs> no, no, I'm not even trying to be funny. I just did. Nah, you being dead ass. Gangster. Unless you're talking about like the old heads, like the guys that was older than me, like you know, Melo. Or Rudy Gay or something like that, but like the my age, that's it. That's it. Or a little you, bit you younger or a little bit older, I felt like I was already the best. So I mean, it, it ain't really nobody I would ever want to play one on one that's my age or anything like that. If I would say anything, it would be Melo from my city. Yeah. That that would be it. Him, him and Rudy. That's it. That's tough, yo. Yo, I appreciate you tapping in, gangster. Culture, the culture appreciates you too. Trust me. Believe me. My God, I appreciate you for having me, man. My dog, I appreciate you, gang. Love. Love. Yo, what's up, y'all? I need y'all to check out The Voice of Motown for all your West Virginia Mountaineer news and info at thevoiceofmotown.com. That's thevoiceofmotown.com.